Today's guest is Stephanie Gergel from Mammoth County Vocational Schools. Uh, welcome, Stephanie. Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, let's start out. Tell me a little bit about the school that you're working at and what you're doing right now. So I work for Mammoth County Vocational School. Um, it's in New Jersey. Um, the school district has 13 different schools. We have some academies that are specialized in different things. Um, like we have a Marine Academy, we have an engineering Academy, and then we also have the vocational shared time programs that are located throughout the county, um, close to local schools. So I work in one of them, which is called Titton Falls Vocational, um, and I'm part of the shared time program. So meaning that students come to me every day for half their class period. So they spend half their day at their regular high schools and then half their day with me. Um, and we how, have different programs throughout the district for that. That's uh, how far away are the schools? I, I, you're in a pretty populated, densely populated area in New Jersey, but uh, how far is the farthest school away that fills into your your class hmm. I've had so I've actually had students that come as far as like 30 minutes away by bus okay um and then my school is located in front of Monmouth um, Regional High School so it's a walking distance right okay um, so yeah. they can come from different spots depending on where they want to go and you're in an area where you're not far from the Atlantic Ocean so you have a marine division that's that's uh yeah. okay so uh so uh, how how many students altogether in the district? <laughs> That's a tough question. We have 13 different schools. Okay. A couple thousand, I believe. All right. All right. Well, let, let's get more into what you've done. I was looking at your information. Uh, most of the teachers that I've been interviewing are, are kind of old. And uh, you're... you're You've been involved with this the past five years, but you come from an engineering background. What, uh, uh, you, tell me about that. Tell me how you got an engineering degree at Rutgers and, and how you got involved in teaching. Yes. So um, I've always had a little bit of teaching in me. I can recall like when I was little and my grandma gave me my first, you know, uh, whiteboard to write on. It was actually not with the expo markers. It was the green old style um, whiteboards. So I always had that instinct in me, but I come from Brazil, um, from a rural region where um, teachers are not valued that much. So I wanted to pursue a career that if I planned on going back to Brazil, that I would have some value that I could, you know, create a future for myself. So I was really good at math and science and physics and I loved it. So I decided to pursue a degree in engineering. Um, I decided to choose civil engineering because my father always worked in construction. He always did flooring. Um, so I figured, you know, it, would, it, it was a good match. So I did civil engineering. I worked three years on site. Um, I actually, I, I, I'm a kinesthetic learner. So I like learning with my hands and looking at things and seeing how things happen. So I didn't want to go into the structural engineering route because that would be mostly on a laptop, you know, creating plants and design. So I chose construction management. So I worked full-time at construction sites for three years. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking about flooring. Uh, is tile involved in flooring? uh ceramic tile floors yeah 
Yeah, that's involved. But my dad did mostly hardwood floors. Okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. No, well, that's interesting. So you got... I would imagine, though, with an engineering degree out of Rutgers, you were probably recruited or had some opportunities to work at a lot of different types of jobs. Is that? Uh... Yes, that is correct. Um, I actually, during my last year, I did an internship and um, they hired me when, a day after I graduated. So I graduated okay. on Sunday and I got hired Monday. Um I chose well, to stick with that company because I had a really good mentor at that time during that internship. So Okay, great. Well, th that's the thing that we try to advocate for. If you're going to go to college, go for engineering. Uh, those are, That's where the jobs are, and that's where you can get an opportunity to get a job the day after you you graduate, um, which other degrees don't have, don't seem to have. But uh, I talked to, to technical people as well and when you're going to the I, I'm wondering if the vocational students that you have right now can get jobs right out of high school with what they're learning is is that what you're experiencing yes absolutely so I, I always say like when I did that internship that changed it for me because you're actually getting that experience you're networking you're meeting people and we do the same at the technical side in high school you know, mm -hmm. the my program during the second year, um, when they're seniors, they get an opportunity to do structured learning, which is basically they instead of coming to class twice a week, they go to work twice a week. So they're getting that experience. And then the um, employers are hiring them after they leave high school because they're doing such a good job. And there's a, you know, there's a skills gap there and there's a shortage of workers. And so that really helps when they go out to work because you get the opportunity to meet these people from industry ahead of time. Okay. What, what kind of uh, businesses are there that are hiring the students? What are they? So are I, they, there's on. a company called um, Medline that they manufacture syringes, medical syringes, so they have a lot of the uh, pneumatic automated, you know, cylinders, and they have magnetic proximity sensors, which my students learn when we're doing mechatronics. So I have a student working there right now. Okay. He actually got hired on the spot in my classroom um, while doing a manufacturing expo that we do. I always tell this story because he left uh, right after my program to go to college, and then he came back a month later. And he said, Miss G, do you need me for anything? And I said, well, we're doing the expo. If you want to come volunteer this year, you can. And he came and he was presenting about mechatronics and he got hired on the spot. So was that right? was a really cool experience. Oh, okay. Uh, what kind of, is there pushback in your, in your, um, in your community about going to the vocational school instead of a college prep type of a situation? Yes, I think um, in the United States in general, there's a little stereotype on vocational education still till this day, unfortunately. I think there's still this push that, you know, you have to go to college, you have to get that four-year degree to be successful. And yes, getting a degree it is great, but I feel like if you start at a job first to realize what you like, um, there's other education available instead of going straight to a four-year degree right okay that's those are the conversations that we have all the time i have a friend for instance you talk about civil engineering he he uh was working through high school on construction sites and uh got a job with a, a construction crew built 
uh, one of the big arenas around my neighborhood here, and they wanted him to have a degree. So at night, he ended up going for an engineering degree and got his civil engineering degree. But the fact was, he knew about it uh, well beforehand. So, uh, so th that's that's the type of things we're talking about now. I'm finding out that high school students are getting jobs in welding, for instance, uh, while they're going to school. Uh, you can take one class in CNC programming and and get a job uh, as as there's a shortage. Are you seeing any students that combine now, for instance, going to Rutgers as well as uh, have taken your classes at the at the high school level? So my student that is at this company, he's actually going to school right now for mechanical engineering. Okay. Um, and then I have the. What I like about um, the manufacturing industry, particularly, which is what we focus on when I teach my program, is that there's so many different types of manufacturing, right? So here and locally, we have a big uh, manufacturing related to electronics. So mm -hmm. I teach my students soldering, and then they get jobs during high school soldering circuit boards, and then they see a whole other area when they get to that school to work there's you know machines that the robots that program and a lot of different things happen not just soldering but just by having that tiny skill they're able to get the job and start and then they can see okay do i want to go into that do i want to get a degree in electrical engineering and so on so okay so is there a demand or do you have room for more students from your area could you take more in so um Yes and no. Um, I do have a really big room and a big space, but in order to teach the program I teach, we need equipment, right? I need to train students on equipment. I need machines. And we have a certain budget every year, Perkins grants and things like that. So in order for me to grow my program, which we have been growing it every year slowly, we need to have equipment because there's just a certain amount of students I can put on each machine so that they actually learn that skill. If I have students just, you know, sitting around and watching it's not they're not getting that hands-on skill so yes i have the room but no i still need equipment to grow it slowly okay well let, let's let's talk about that this morning i was just at a school that had gotten a grant from uh sme foundation and and they went from popsicle sticks to working on uh, mechatronics and so i i'd like to know how you have you, you've been doing this program for 5 years and growing it as well what yeah. did you start out with so we started out with nothing we started out with literally nothing um i literally started talking to my students and teaching them about mechanisms using legos that's okay. what i started and we had a partnership with festo um, so we were learning about their equipment. Um, Festo Didactic is a company that they they have, well, they have a manufacturing side where they ma actually manufacture valves, but then they have a didactic, which is an education side um, that they work on curriculum and training equipment. So they have a facility here um, in New Jersey, right five minutes from our school. So mm -hmm. we partnered with them to learn about their um, equipment to start purchasing their equipment in order to be able to grow our program. But we started okay. literally with Legos. Okay, so did you, this partnership start when you were there? Did you, were you part of the starting the partnership? So I wasn't part of the starting the partnership. The partnership was established to 
and able to start the program, they established, Mammoth County established this um, partnership with them to get some guidance. And I got hired at the same time. I got hired exactly when the program started. So it, so it was like a building block, one after the other. Okay. So yes, I started, but I wasn't part of the whole articulation that they did to establish okay. that partnership. But they've been with me from the start with all the training, the guidance, the equipment. Okay, so the first year you you got some megatronic trainers and and you started your class that, and then you build it from there, right? So yes. Yes. So how much how much equipment do you have now compared to do you have a bigger room? Did yeah. you fill a room? Okay. We actually the first year that we started this program, it was held inside of the Festo Didactic facility. The first two years, my really? program was actually inside the facility. Wow. Well, that's yeah. great that they let you do that. Yeah. I know. Okay. It was it was incredible because the students would all come dressed business casual. You know, they, they saw the workers around, but that was the way that we can actually get some equipment going because we, we didn't have anything. Well, and that's a, a great way to talk about the way you teach soft skills as well as the hard skills. Uh, uh, so many students, we we take a, uh, certain courses in math and science or whatever it is, English and, and uh, uh, but unless you're absolutely doing it, and like you said, dressing business casual and, and being professional, what a great opportunity. That sounds yeah. fantastic. I remember that we we had an open house um, where incoming students that were interesting could come uh, to, to talk to us and see what we were doing. And I had students that were in the program, you know, come to answer any questions. And one of the students asked, like, how do you feel about having to dress up every day? And my student went, well, when you dress good, you feel good. And right. I'll never forget that. When you dress good, you feel good. And when you feel good, good things happen. Uh, yes. So uh, that's great. That's really good. Um, so you're, you've got more things and you need more. So uh, funding, did it come from like Perkins? Is there grants? How, how did the funding yes. come along the last few years? The, fun, the funding is from Perkins Grants. We okay. have someone in the district that um, goes through and is responsible for all the grants. And we basically do a wish list of equipment every year of what I need, what I want, why, how it aligns to our curriculum. And then um, that person specifically looks for grants. But most of our equipment was bought through Perkins Grants. And then we also have some local people that donate. Um, we had a mechanical bench donated to us by uh, a local family. We have now, I have 3D printers being donated to us by, by a local. So that's how we're getting our equipment. Okay, so so besides mechatronics, is there any other things that you'd like to teach or, or, uh, or your program is growing? Are there other instructors involved? How's that going? Yeah, so we, we, teach, we teach mechatronics and with that I teach, you know, isolated topics. I teach fluid power. So we have, you know, hydraulic benches, we have pneumatic benches. I teach ACDC power. So we have those. Um, we're growing now to get PLCs. So I have some PLC trainers. Um, I would like to have a cyber physical system, you know, that incorporates the PLC with the HMI screen and, and the MES computer. Like I would like having that fully that's like industry 4.0 so right. i would like to have that but we're not there yet but we'll get there okay um, teachers that are with me i have a math teacher that assists with um the math 
because a lot of times we see students struggle a little bit with, you know, simple math, like how to read a caliper, you know, how to look at tolerances and because they get the math from uh, their homeschool, which is not applied. So uh, when they come to us, we want to make sure they, 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 they get it quickly, but we need a math instructor to help them go transition from that regular math class to more of a technical math. Well, good. I, that's a thing I talk about all the time. Our uh, education system insists on a, the geometry sandwich of algebra, geometry, algebra. We need to be more on basics and going through metrology, for instance, to, is, is a great way to learn math. And uh, so the fact that you have that as well is, is a great opportunity for your students. That sounds good. Yeah. Something okay. that our, um, our advisory board from the committee, from our community always mentions is, you know, we have people come in after high school and they don't even know how to read a ruler, how to, you know, work <sighs> with small fractions. So we, we try to listen to what the community members are saying and our partners um, from the local industry so that we can get our students up to speed and it's it's amazing how many students do not know how to read a ruler right Something well that it, simple. Uh, do you have communication with for instance the science and math departments in in the schools uh, or is uh, others i've seen that have a little bit of a disconnect there there is a disconnect okay is, let me we we have connections within the teachers in our district um and vocational, but going back to their homeschool, there's no connection between us and the homeschool. Okay, well, that's one of the things that we try to push as far as what we're doing here. Uh, we had a exhibit, we, we say demand a technical education and it's hard as the school system has been set up uh, in 1892 and hasn't been able to change. You know, we've got these things that, uh, are doing it, but uh, we're glad that you're working hard and developing students there in that area. So um, I looked and I, I see you've gone above and beyond. Uh, you work with uh, Festo as a partner, but it looks like they're putting you to work as well. And <laughs> uh, uh, I saw you at the uh, Smart Force Student Summit uh, in Chicago, and it looks like you work with Skills USA and the NC3 uh, certification people, is that all through Festo as well? So um, I work, so I do work with Festo with the US Solution Center part-time. So I assist in curriculum there and that's how I got to IMTS. Um, I was leading that competition uh, at the student summit, um, which was really nice. NC3, I don't, I don't work with them through Festo. NC3, I actually started taking the certification courses um, back in 2019 because they're all aligned with the equipment I teach from Festo. Um, and then I, I help them with the intro to mechatronics curriculum for their certification. The first class that was taught um, was at Festo here in New Jersey, and they invited me to teach that class. Um, and since then, we've been partners um, so that, you know, whenever I need a training, I can, they can work on helping me get that training. And then I teach an intro to mechatronics class for them. So I go to their train, the trainers to teach a class, and then I can take a class to bring back to my students. And then we also do some, uh, virtual trainings as well. Okay. Well, so you're getting into 
uh, like this. I mean, education is going more virtual or a combination of two. So how has that worked? How, how has virtual training worked? Has it been okay? So the virtual trainings for the train the trainers are actually very successful. Um, before COVID times, I would say I'm not for virtual training, but the train the trainers have work. Um, the teachers do need to have the equipment. So they still, they need the equipment. They need to run the equipment on camera, um, but it's actually been very successful. And it's actually nice that we can partner and, you know, share ideas and collaborate with teachers around the country. Um, it makes it easier sometimes than, you know, traveling. It's very hard to get, you know, PD where you can travel because there's all the expenses that goes along with it. And then you're leaving the classroom. But when it's virtual and you have the equipment, we can still, you know, collaborate. So I do, I do think it's, there's a positive in that sense. Okay. Okay. And what have you done at Skills USA? What, what have you, do you have a team? Yes. So Skills USA, um, also 2019, Peter Carey, he was the director of skills for New Jersey at the time. Um, he reached out to me and he said, you know, I see what you're doing, the partnership with Festo, you got a mechatronics program going on. I do want to start that competition in New Jersey. Do you think you can get that done? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I want to learn more about it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just started teaching a year. Uh, so Two, well, two years, but um, I just started once one class, I should say, it was the second year of my first class. Was that 2000? That was 2018, actually, not 19, it was 18. Okay. Yeah, because it, it was my first year, my first students. Um, and he sent me information about it. I spoke to my principal and she was like, you know, I think you have too much going on. You know, let's wait for skills one more year. I don't want you to get burned out. And I said, you know what? I, I really want to do this. Please let me do this. So we ended up talking and we ran a pilot competition. I worked with Festo. It was easy because we were at their building. So they helped me put it all together. We ran it with just my students as a pilot. We had seven teams because I had 14 students. So they paired in twos. And we did it and it was very successful. Um, my students actually the first place they got went to nationals. Unfortunately, I didn't go with them that year. I, I had to go to Germany, but they went and it was great. And then 2019, when we for the year school year 2019, 2020, when we were gonna run it as you know, for the whole state, COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So then we ran it virtual. We went, we ran it virtual. We only had two teams, but it went really well. Um, our first place winners, they won for nationals third place. Um, wow. And then last year we ran it actually as a competition where we were all in house and we had all the equipment around and then my students won first place and we went to nationals. So Okay. And and yeah. how'd you do it? Nationals in Atlanta. Then you went to Atlanta and Yeah, so I went to Atlanta. We didn't do so well in okay. Atlanta. Um we don't we don't do electropneumatics and there was electropneumatics at the nationals. So but but we we did okay. Out of 15, we were 13. So okay. it's I said, you know, at least we we were there. So right. we do have a lot to improve in New Jersey. Um, but I'm hoping that this year we'll get there. And okay. it's just, it's been a great journey with Skills USA. I just love, I love what they do. It's very exciting. Um, the students get so motivated and excited. And just that event in Atlanta, that to me was like, wow. Right. I was <laughs> impressed. I was wow. impressed. And it's just nice. So I, I do go around and I 
students that don't have the mechatronics equipment, I volunteer to go after school and train them on the equipment if they want to participate in the competition. So we do that, you know, from January all the way to March because we want to grow the mechatronics competition here in New Jersey. Okay, wow, that would be good. I didn't know that. Uh, I've I've been to several Skills uh, USA and, in fact, work with the people in Michigan as well on some things. So, it is to me. I uh, the first one I went to was maybe thirty years ago. So, I'm uh, uh, and I, I'm very I'm very impressed with what they do. That's the best thing we do in this industry to get the kids together and get them fired up and competing for some things that are going to be important for them in life. So glad you put that together and, and you got uh, a lot of things to look forward to. So uh, tell me some more about uh, what you've been doing uh, and what you got planned for the future. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's been, when I look back, I guess goose, I get goosebumps because it's been such a, an interesting journey, um, you know, starting off, as a civil engineer and getting into this mechatronics route, you know, it, it wasn't easy. I, it was very challenging having to learn everything and the equipment and, but I've always been a long life learner um, and I've always been a student advocate. So anything that I can do for kids, I want to see them smile, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times at, you know, with the regular academics, there's so much pressure on these kids. There's so much pressure with standardized testings and this and that. And I think that, you know, being in um, career and technical education, it, it's a different environment. You know, you see these kids that come from their homeschool that they're like thinking that, you know, what am I going to do? And then they get to you and they're like, oh, my God, there's a there's so much opportunity for me. So it, it opens their mind, their eyes, they're motivated. So I just want to keep doing that. I want to keep motivating students. I want to keep bringing them to competitions if I can. Um, bring them to any any opportunity that I can see for a student I want to be able to to do, put my time to that if it's a certification an event a conference a competition anything that involves the benefit of my kids uh I'll I'll do it and all right well that's the journey that was uh I talked to a, a teacher a few months ago and said he's been there for 30 years and do students come back and they do because of the things now you've only been five years but are you in touch with some of the students that you had five years ago most of my students yes i yeah, am in okay. touch with most of my students they come visit um they come visit when they're when they're here you know some of them move but they come visit and yes i do keep in touch and it's it's great i actually I needed a student this summer to run the IMTS competition and my one of my first year students um he actually volunteered and he came to the festival facility and he went through all of the competition for me which was really nice. Well, that's connecting to industry is so important too. I I saw you giving awards there that uh uh at IMTS and it's such a huge industry i think that most people just don't understand that uh there's very big opportunities in the manufacturing industry and uh so i, I was talking to many other companies that were outside the smart for student summit that are interested in education as well so uh what you were doing was great you know you're busy all week long i saw you 
you know, it sounds like you're busy about 15 hours a day <laughs> in your regular days. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's it, appreciate all the work you do. And, and is there anything that we can do to help you? It says you got a wish list. You got any other things that uh, you need in your area? Well, I, I guess um, in my area, my big thing is growing my program. So okay. it's equipment, it's getting, you know, the furniture for equipment. That's the key thing for me. I'm doing my master's. I am working on a master's right now because I want to provide some students dual credit. Um, but the master's degree through my, through my school, thank God they do um, pay for that you get reimbursed for, for your master's. So the, the key thing for us is really growing the, the program. And to do that, we need equipment. Okay. And we need awareness too. I think awareness for not just my program, but for all CTE programs, we need, you know, awareness that it's, it's not, it's not just for, you know, the kids that don't do well in school or that don't like this or that, or that are troublemakers. I know there's a lot of stereotypical on that area. So we got to change that. And I think in terms of also just CTE, we need more diversity. Um, we know we need minorities in there. I, I do. I'm a feminist. I like to say, like, I, I want more females in these programs. I want more Latinos. I want more people of color. I think we we need that. We okay, really what uh, what type of demographic area? I've been through Mammoth uh, in the in the past. I I would suspect what I saw was a big diverse area as well. Is that what you're work working with? How's your school district? Yeah, so it is very diverse. We live in a very diverse area, but for my program specifically, it's very hard to get minorities really like I, yeah usually I, I even i have all boys or i have like one to two girls um mm. i have a few latinos and okay. and a few students of color but not every year so okay. i feel like there's need to be a little bit more change for that i know there's a lot of clubs that are you know all girls stem and um i appreciate that i think that's great to motivate them but I feel like we need to, we're, it's still segregating. It's still isolating them. How do we bring them together to be with, you know, everyone else? You know, mm -hmm. I feel like every trade, every career, we need both men and women because we complement each other. Right. So we, we need to figure out a way to not only motivate minorities um, to be in STEM, but also how do we integ integrate them? Because- motivating them is great but when we we don't want them intimidated when you're in a room and it's you know the my majority is not the same as you we don't want you to you know be scared we want you to put yourself out there and i've been through that when i was an engineer so yeah well that's that's a thing confidence what what i like to tell everybody is uh you know learn the skill the community the the that type of uh, situation comes with communication. I mean, uh, and confidence in that communication. You can do the job, uh, but you have to learn the skill. So uh, somebody was telling me that in, in some blueprint reading, uh, it doesn't matter what language you have, that you could talk to, that that the, the symbols are the communication. So um, 
you know, I'll have to think about that and help you out as far as uh, uh, that part of its concern. I'd like to come and visit sometime. Uh, I've been on yes, the e absolutely. East Coast. And uh, we'd love to have you here. See, uh, see what you have going and, and uh, uh, perhaps in the spring, something like that. But uh, uh, all right, uh, it's been interesting. Let's see what uh, what any other things that we need to talk about before. Did I miss anything? No, I think I think we covered it all. All right. Well, your inspiration and, and is, do you have any other words of wisdom for other technical educators around the country? Yes. I mean, the best advice I can give to any educator is always think about the students, always be a student advocate, you know, be there for them and put yourself in their shoes. Cause a lot of times when we grow older, we forget that we were teenagers, we were in their position and we're too hard on them. So I think we we need to be more caring, more empathetic towards, you know, the younger generation too, because there's a lot of pressure on them from every single direction. So if we can motivate them and inspire them and guide them, you know, through their path, it's definitely going to make a difference in our path too. All right. Well, with that, uh, again, thanks for everything you're doing uh, for for students and in education. Uh, I'll follow up and talk to you. I, I'm coming to visit, but uh, uh, if we can help in any way, let me know. And thanks again. Thank you. I All appreciate right. it. Thank you so much. All right. Bye for now. Bye.